The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba House of Team Reba, Remax Metro East, East Side, And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Welcome. Yeah. It's good to be here. Good to see you. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I can't believe I just said that out loud. <laughs> well, same here. Same here. Well, we're all running, you know, <laughs> so so busy, 100 miles an oh, hour, like in our little houses. And, we've all had so and, much uh, stuff going we've, on. We've had a lot going on. And every yes. now and then you just need to kind of take a minute and just mm-hmm. take a breath. Just, yeah, take it in, just chill and blow all that stress away. Yeah. Wait, quiet, kids. Quiet. I'm chilling right now, you know, so <laughs> we just, you know, kind of get, we're, we're going to get, we're going to get through all of this Yes, and yes, we'll be we stronger are. for it. And well, yes. And you know, you and I are trying to do our darndest to help provide that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that includes, we've been starting to put on these, you know, Facebook live events, mm-hmm. doing updates besides what we do on our regular weekly right. show. That's right. We're doing bi-weekly market update mm-hmm. reports, you know, yep. through e- either Zoom and or Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, and it's to help people go. <sighs> Everybody's innovating. And, and, yes. and this is one of the things that I love about this country and, and the resilience, you know, here is that when, when we are hit with adversity, uh, we're, we're usually really, really good about figuring out ways to, to move on and work around it. Yes. And, and you know. We like it. Bless us for all of that. It's it's really important. Mm-hmm. You know, the the thing um, that that events like this do, I, I feel the same way about, I hate to say it, but about a funeral or, or, or the birth of a, of a, of a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes you stop, take pause, assess your life. Yes. You know, are, are we, are we doing things that, um, that make us happy uh, or make us money, uh, one or the other? <laughs> I think those are yeah. good, good things to focus on. Uh, but but are, are we really kind of focusing on what's important? And, right. And, um, you know, when we go through You sound a, like you've had a lot of deep thinking <laughs> going on. Well, no, I mean, a little bit. I, I do. I think about this because, because, number one, you know, you and I and over the years we've helped mm-hmm. so many folks, you know, Achieve that the, that American dream. They they yeah. bought their homes. Uh, now we we need to help them keep those homes. Yes, and stay in them and be successful. And you and I talk mm-hmm. about that all the time. We want our, oh, yeah. our our clients to be successful. Oh yeah. And and there's things that you can do to achieve that and to achieve some happiness. And mm-hmm. and the you know when when a fo- when people are looking to buy a home, we're counseling them when times are good, when times are booming. Mm-hmm. It's like think about your budget. You know, think about what you yeah. can afford. Think about what happens if I only have one income. Mm-hmm. You know, can I still afford this? Yes. Um, you know, before you make a major, major purchasing decision, you know, is this something that I can 
that I can live with. Right. And if you do fantastic, then you'll 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 ride these things out just fine. But right. you know, there's there's always going to be situations that come up that are outside of your control or your ability, mm-hmm. and, and and then we just have to learn how to deal with that. Yeah, and depending on what the makeup of your household is, I mean, there are some people who are doubly impacted oh, if there's a dual sure. income. Oh, yeah. And and that's the whole point of us putting together these different market updates and resource you know mm-hmm. elements is because. Yes, we want to have people be successful, but sometimes there are things, like you said, out of your control. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have one customer in mind in particular that, I, you know, when all of this stuff started really, you know, hitting the fan, I started doing a ton of outreach to past clients of like, hey, just want to let you know where we're at right now in the housing industry. If you need any resources, I'm thinking about you. Let me know if there's anything you need. Um, and I had a variety of just responses. Some people were worried about their rentals. Mm-hmm. Some were worried about, oh, me and my husband both, you know, we're in impacted industries and right. we can't mm-hmm. work right now. What do we do? Right. I had other people who are like, what, you know, what if uh, I have a house that needs to be re-rented? What do you think about it right now? And I was like, absolutely. Cause I was like, well, what was the rent amount? And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that one's going to go quickly anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yes, anyone, especially anyone trying to downsize right now would, would definitely right. go for that. Right. Um, other people who were like, oh, it's now a good time to buy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, it, it came from every it's, it's, viewpoint. It's all these different directions. Yeah, and- yeah. And so, you know, but you and I had talked about it uh, individually and said, let's do more than, because this show can only come out weekly, right? right? So mm-hmm. we want to make sure that we're good resources for people all the time. That's right. And the classes, um, you know, our classes have been, right? Like right now we had uh, started looking at scheduling a class for June, which we don't know right now because mm-hmm. the Washington State Housing Finance Commission uh, canceled all in-person classes for now. That's right. And so they are allowing for us to do virtual. And so you and I are in the process of creating an opportunity. If people are still wanting to learn about home ownership, mm-hmm. we are going to be creating Zoom classes with that content. That's and we right. just have to match what the state requirements are for mm-hmm. that, which are pretty simple yeah. for people like and, me and you and who are tech savvy. And you pretty much got that down. Yep, yeah, exactly. Right. We have a process that's getting in place. So as soon as we have that scheduled, we'll start talking about it here and promoting it right. in our social media sites and such. Yeah, because once this thing is, is run its course, oh yeah, demand... It's going to go bing. It's going to go nuts. Yeah. People are going to be yeah. ready to ready to go. You oh, know? Especially yes, if, if you're cooped up in a place that you don't like Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, the, you know, the, the green lights, on, you know, the green lights on, you're going to be like, get me out of here. I want to buy my new place. I want my own place. <laughs> Some uh, of you are like, I need a lot more space. I need, I need, a, <laughs> I need a yard. <laughs> I need a screaming room, whatever it is I need. You know, yeah, I, I, it's not this one. So, so let's, let's move on with that. So, so there's definitely going to be some, some serious pent up demand, you know, out there once we get past, yeah. past. Well, all and this. all those people, like once, once, you know, people feel better about where their jobs are. They're, mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, they're going to rush right back on in. Yep, that's right. And we're going to be, be right in the middle of what is typically considered the heart of the spring selling season. So yeah. I'm hoping people are still continuing to prep and pack and do all Because I've got a bunch of people who are ready to go this summer mm-hmm. and, and, and it's a necessity for them. Right. Right. Because people don't just pick up and just decide it, it, they're going to do this. No, it, it, it doesn't. And and I know, you know, you've, you've said this many times that, you know, that half the, the clients that you work with are buying for or, or selling mm-hmm. for happy reasons and half are yep. buying or selling for sad reasons. Exactly. And we're going to see exactly the same thing this this time around. No, Absolutely. no exception to that. I'm going to go out on a limb and, and say that, you know, if, if we make look, sure it's a big, if we one. fast forward a, a year, a year from now, 
Sorry. <laughs> <Big level. laughs> um, if we fast forward a year from now, um, our, our market's going to be fine. I, I don't really think yeah. we're going to see a, a huge, you know, implosion like we did, no. you know, a decade ago. Because the, the the reasons for that that big crisis back then was was really irresponsible lending yes. that led to a bubble, and we haven't had that. We've had a very strong, healthy market. So I, I really don't think that that's going to be be the case this time around. You know, knock on wood that I'm that I'm right about that. But that's just sort of my gut feeling on it. And uh, well, I can tell you, and we were discussing this on the phone just the other day as we were talking about putting together all of these programs. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one of the things that I am doing is posting regularly what kind of the the daily numbers are on the multiple listing service. Right? Yeah. And so just even as we're sitting here on the show, right? Just as an example, I'm going to do like a one week look back, right? Of how many pending to how many on markets there mm-hmm. are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I like to look at a week just because it takes everything into account is, you know, the slow days, the busy days, you right. know, all of that. Sure. Um, but just looking back on a seven day at right this moment, we have 2,761 pending solds. There are 2,317 new listings. So again, more pending than there are new. Now what's different because we have this little thing going on right now is that price reductions and back on markets are higher because we did have people who had to fail out right. for a variety mm-hmm. of reasons, yeah. right? Either for out sure. of fear or because the job actually went away, yep. right? Yep, that's right. Um, it's rarely the seller who's doing that. It's usually on the buyer side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's that's it the is. issue. Unfortunate, but true. Yes, but there's also prices that have increased there's, really? Yeah, there's 286 that had a price increase. Increase? Yes. Wait, from their original list price, you mean? Yes. Why would that be? Um, in some cases, maybe it was a deal that fell apart, but now because they saw multiple offers, they uh, increased their price. Okay. New construction. Okay. Does yeah. a built-in, Builders. oftentimes a one-month you know, Bumping increase. That up. Yeah, okay. exactly. There's yeah. that kind of thing. So, um, But I will say the cancellations are down. And the expireds are way down. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, some light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, it is. For sure. So there's definitely still people looking um, and, you know, wanting to get out there and be active in the market, regardless of the mm-hmm. fact that we got some stuff going on. Could part of this be pe- folks are cooped up in their homes and they got, they got you know, these real estate websites up. They're just kind of scrolling those and kind of A little bit of that. About yeah. Money. I mean, yeah, the online activity is way, way up right now. I'm sure. Imagine. Yeah. And yeah. I can tell you the, the people that we have within our own ecosystem that have been looking, they're very active on the site. Mm-hmm. They're very, very active on what they're doing. Yeah. I got lots of people like, oh, I was looking yesterday with stuff. And I'm sending things out every day, just like before, sure. letting our clients know that even though we're not considered, you know, essential services, I can still go do some virtual touring. And yeah. as long as I'm not, you know, causing issues or anything like that. Well, I can tell you almost every home I've, I've ever bought has been during a, a down cycle. Yeah. And, and because I, I just, you know, that's when you get the deals. Yeah. So I'm maybe one of those optimistic people that I'm looking for, for opportunities. And Yeah. Well, and, I will uh, say if you kinda, have cash right now. Oh, boy, yeah. Great time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or we, large down payments, I yeah. I have one client that bought, I think, about 10 homes back around 2009, 2010. Oh, I bet they're very happy. And, um, oh, he, he did so well mm-hmm. off of that because he, he just, um, yeah, he's, he's built so much equity and he's got mm-hmm. good cash flow. He's not selling. He's not flipping them or anything like yeah. that. Just hanging on to them. Um, I do want to give a warning, though. There was, I was listening to a radio show on another station over the weekend <gasps> and uh, said the person said you could buy a rental home, uh, fix it up, 
the bank will lend you a 100% of the completed value of the home. So you could basically buy it with no money down, a rental property. Baloney. Couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. I about drove off the road because this person was so arrogant and aggressive about, about stating that. Uh, Is so that be, somebody locally based? <laughs> no, it was a national thing. Oh. But, uh, sell, selling seminars, you know. And oh, we, of we've talked about that on previous shows. But yeah. uh, just use some good judgment when you hear some of these kind of too, too good to be true type Yes. situations good judgment is the most important that's thing right, right now. good judgment and proper planning and we're going to be talking about that uh, yes. when we come back uh, for from our quick break here so we have more open house with team reba stay tuned and learn how you can plan for the future too open house with team reba on am 1590 the answer Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock and Sundays from 3 to 4 o'clock. And available on podcast. Pretty much all the podcasts, right? Uh, pretty much. I mean, I haven't gone and checked every single one, but I know yeah. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, a whole bunch of them. There you there. go. Just type in Open House with Team Reba podcast. And you'll find us. If you go to places like Spotify where I go and audit all of our stuff, mm -hmm. you can see uh, the content for each one. There's like a little write-up yeah, for yeah. each one so that you can pick and choose. But yeah. What you'd like to listen We've had to. We've lots of really great guests on over, we the, have. over the years. Well, and, and even when we don't content. have a guest, we I have know. a great show. Talking about relevant things. Yes. That's right. You know, from the Hate industry to be perspective. Yeah, this show is, <laughs> we're not, it's not like a rah-rah kind of a show. It, it's it's no. really not. We just, we're sort of real people and yeah. talking about real and issues. Occasionally and occasionally we fight. Come out. <laughs> Every now and then, <laughs> that will happen. I, we've had a few people tell us that those are sometimes their favorite shows. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, <laughs> like, solid point. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we should start like yeah. tit for tat. Like, no, no, I don't believe that. I know. I know where to point. I know where to poke. You know, if I if I want yeah. to. So that's yeah, right. There yeah. you go. But uh, don't anyway, poke too hard. <laughs> no, I do right. bleed. <laughs> well, so you know, so this whole this whole crisis, uh, I, I was thinking the other day, and I, I actually put out a, a video on it's on my my Facebook. Um, yes, I know. I shared just it. Thinking about yes, and thank you very much for that. You're welcome. Uh, well. I, I thought back, you know, the, the, the last sort of crisis that we were in and the one before that, and the one before that, I've in my career over 35 years, I've seen I've seen more than my fair share of of downturns. And and, and what's the number one reason that, you know, that, that people suffer, families um, suffer, you know, it affects affects a lot of a lot of families deeply. It's 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 financial. It's making ends yeah. meet. Yeah. And, and so. Are there things that, that you can do? I mean, the ship has sailed if you've already, your situation now is your situation. We're in this. But, you know, so that ship has sailed. But are there some things that you can do to help you, number one, ride this one out and also plan for the future? Mm -hmm. and, uh, the, and that is one of the, I mean, the American public typically does not have a lot of savings. No, we don't. And we're, we're positive, at least now. We were negative mm -hmm. for many years. Oh, yeah, but, definitely. Um, you know, during the, kind of the last boom time. Mm -hmm. But, but it, sometimes it's also caught up in someone's property. But we'll get to that. Well, and that's why, and that's actually what, what, what I wanted to talk about because, okay. of course, I'm in lending, and, and, yeah. and this is something that's near and dear to my heart. But if if you 
have owned your home for a while and you're in the Northwest, mm-hmm. we obviously know what home values have, have done. Yeah. You know, they've been increasing, you know, significantly. Yes, they have. Um, Reva, I think, uh, you know, you've talked about that a lot and our market is still strong and will continue mm-hmm. to be strong. Yep. So you've got some equity. But if you have equity, uh, you can't get it unless you borrow it. Or right, yourself. exactly. And the thing is, is about 35% of homes in the United States mm-hmm. are owned outright. Right. Big number. It's a very big number. Yeah. But you might not be in that category. And if you're not. No, but even even then, there's still like a large percentage that are 50%. Right. Right. That's so absolutely there's right. quite a bit that are out there. Oh, for sure. You know, for sure. And even if you're above 20%, I mean, great. Well, I, I was actually uh, just earlier today I was talking with one of my clients and and uh, he was trying to decide what to do we we had started a, a refinance a while back and the, the goal was to pull some cash out of his out of his property and he wanted to build a new home and then ultimately he'll sell the existing home well that's sort of on hold at this point you know the building of the new right. home so he, our conversation was should I keep going forward with this refinance even though I'm probably not going to be building any time in the near future and my answer, you know, jumping up and down was yes, now more than ever. Mm-hmm. And here's why. This person has a bunch of debt, probably over $60,000 in debt. Okay. And the monthly payments on that are about fifteen, sixteen, seventeen hundred dollars $1,700 a when month. When you say debt, are we talking like unsecured talking about debt? Unsecured debt, credit cards, oh. car loans, things like that. Okay, but a car is a secured yeah, debt. Yeah, a small portion of this was secured. Most of it's unsecured okay, credit got cards. It, got it, got you know, it. And there's okay, okay eight or nine different credit cards are all maxed out. And my point is, yes, let's let's refinance. Let's pay off all those debts. In the process of that, we'll actually lower his monthly payment, in his case, about $1,200 a month. Nice. It's also, it's also going to put about $50,000 in money in the, in the bank. And he's and not doing it? No, he is. He is. Oh, okay. But... but but he's thinking, I don't want to do this. I want to just put everything off. And I'm like, no. Oh, my gosh. That's let's, a bad idea. Let's get your payments as low as possible. Let's get some money in the bank, preferably six months worth of mortgage payments yeah. minimum so that you can ride this thing out. Yeah. And and later, if you decide to sell the home, that's fine. Later, if you decide to you know, work on your construction loan, we can retool mm-hmm. things at that time. And and even if the the rate is going to be higher than where you're you're currently at, if it can lower your overall monthly payment, you, you probably should consider doing it because yeah. if it's going to give you that that breathing room, you mm-hmm. know, some savings, you know, that it, it just takes away that stress of having to to worry about how am I going to make my payments over right. the next six months if I'm like, out of like my, we how we started the show like <laughs> exactly <gasps> breathe yeah exactly no that it, it's really really important. Yeah. And 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 there is urgency. No, it is. It is really key. It's absolutely key. I mean, I'm part of the reason so many people are freaking out is because they didn't have that in place before all this happened. Absolutely. So so here's the trick, though. Got to be working. You got to have a right. job. You have to have income yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. for this to work. So there is some urgency to that. Get it done. Get it done now. Mm-hmm. And uh, all lenders are required at this point when we're processing a, any any mortgage to do a final verification of employment 48 hours before closing. Right. So you still have to be employed. If you're not, you got to let your lender know. But if you if you meet that criteria, this would put you in such a, a, a much more comfortable position to ride this or, or any other you know circumstance out. 
And uh, so, so really take that to heart. And also, though, uh, let's talk a little bit about what's going on with the markets. Okay. Because oh, the stock markets. <laughs> the, well, I'm I'm focused more on the bond market. Okay. Uh, I don't even want to talk about the no, stock I know. market. No, I know. I don't want to talk about the stock market because yeah. like a, a friend of mine from my yacht club, I remember, I don't know why she does this. She posted something like, don't look at your 401k. And it's like, oh, no, that's like look telling at somebody who's looking on don't a tightrope, like, don't look down. <laughs> like, what? Why would you right. do that? Well, yeah. That's, that's... <laughs> like, it just, it, it, yeah, she's retired. And I'm like, what? why? Why did you just do that? Yeah. You know? Well. <laughs> like, yeah, that's so that's silly. Sort of, yeah. So silly. I love her, but it's so silly. <laughs> well, let, let me explain a little bit about what's happened here. And I get a lot of phone calls, uh, especially a couple of weeks ago. They say, well, the Fed cut interest rates to zero, so I want that mortgage rate. Oh, gosh. It's like, that's not what happens, unfortunately. No. I wish it were. Yeah, uh, but, but it's but not. It's, it's not. So, so here, here's I got in an argument with a guy on a dating site about that, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> tell you it doesn't do good for your dating yeah, life that's where that was it swipe good. left or whatever I, just I know, swipe and away. He's, yeah. he's totally in a different field too yeah. i was like i'm pretty sure in it, i know what i'm talking about got a lot of junior <laughs> economists out there when it comes to that yeah <laughs> so yeah funny. i'm a senior economist an emphasis on senior <laughs> but you know what 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 happens you know leading up into this this big corona crisis uh we we already had record low interest rates and that was because mm-hmm. of the trade war yeah and and a lot of things that were effectively slowing our economy down yep. when when the virus hit it it, it just kind of put that into hyperdrive simultaneously and a lot of folks haven't yeah. been tracking this yeah uh, Saudi Arabia started a, a oil war with Russia yeah and I was just so, telling someone that the other day because yeah. you'd shared all that with well, me I was like oh man so Saudi goes to Russia and says you guys need to cut your oil production to keep the prices up and Russia says you know forget you um, you know we're going to keep pumping as much as we want and Saudi says okay fine we'll forget you we're going to do the same and they collapse the oil market right so when when oil prices fall below about thirty dollars a barrel um, in the U.S., it, it would actually cost money to pull oil out of the ground. Mm-hmm. And like it or not, it's an important part of our economy. Yeah, and, actually, and so, I have a client that that's where their their money mm-hmm. comes from. Right. Well, we we are still in that that industry, like it or yeah. not. Um, so uh, so this this has a recessionary effect on on the economy. So the combination of those things threw our financial markets into a complete panic. Now, normally. When money leaves the stock market, it goes into the bond market. Yes, we, we talk about all the and fear. That's right. Yes. And so when, when money flows into the bond market, interest rates tend to go down. This time around, though, that didn't happen. Yeah, which the money, was crazy. It left. It just left the markets completely. It went into cash, not the stock market, not mm-hmm. the bond market, which caused a free fall in the bond market. And yep. it actually caused mortgage rates to rise. Yeah. You um, told me you guys had one week where there was like insane volatility. I um I've never seen anything like it in yeah. in my career. And And you've had a long I've storied had, I've had career. A long storied <laughs> career. So on top of all of that, uh, the the mortgage industry was already feeling pressure because when rates are super low, lots of people are refinancing, right? Yes. So our volumes are at record levels. There's actually some lenders took on so many loans that they went beyond their capacity, which is starting to impact their ability to close loans, their ability right. to get things done in time. 
Uh, we've had uh, transactions delayed because we can't even get payoff statements from lenders right. to so we can sell a home and, and pay the loan off. So that's been happening. But also servicing. Servicing is who you make your monthly payments to. The big servicers have started to exit the market. Uh, servicing is losing money by the millions because servicers don't get paid unless a loan stays on the books for about four years. So if loans are paying off really? so rapidly, they actually lose money. And uh, so now they're at the point, well, well, we're not going to buy any more servicing. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we're not going to buy it. Why okay. should we? It's not worth it. So, so we've seen unprecedented volatility in the financial markets. And, and the one thing that's, tri- that's been calming the markets down is the Federal Reserve. They've been the primary buyer of mortgages you know, right. for, for several weeks now. And you can watch it literally hour by hour. You can tell when the Fed is in and when mm-hmm. the Fed is out if you're, oh. if you're tracking the bond market. <laughs> that because, explains that one chart you sent to me by text that well, I laughed that, so hard, but, was, I, but it also made me want to cry. <laughs> that was showing the MBS securities. It looks like a, like a, a Richter scale, right? Uh-huh. Up and down, up and down. And then yeah. and that looks then, like a child Then drawing. we had like a kindergartner <laughs> just kind of scribbling on it. It's like, that's what the market's been doing now over the, <laughs> yeah. you know, over the last couple of weeks. It was funny. Uh, but we, we literally had days where, where we couldn't even set our rates because the yeah. volatility was so high. We went from three and, and a quarter a, um, in two days to 5.625, back down mm-hmm. to 3.625. I mean, it's I've never seen anything like it. So yeah. So with that volatility, it's really important that uh, if you're if you're in a place where you're ready to move and the rates are good, uh, that you do lock those in. Uh, don't take the risk. What do they yeah. say? Um, a, uh, a a pig gets fatter, but a hog gets slaughtered. So. You know, okay. let's uh, be super conservative about that. Get your let's things get piggy. locked in. That's get right. Piggy let's get with pig. it. So we're going to go uh, take a quick break here. We're going to be right back. Open House with Team Reba. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hassa, Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. I keep feeling like I should change up how I do my, you know, yeah, like I learned that one that. little yeah. way to say that. I'm going to see if I can start working on that so future shows I can try a new a new angle. Well, I'm going to ruin our record here, but we've gone Uh-oh. almost a year now without making fun of our announcer, Batman. So. No, I think we just did a couple of weeks ago, though. But oh, we didn't did make we? fun of him. I just, I finally was like, I think I'm finally over that. Yeah. Mm. You know, <laughs> in fact, if I remember correctly, David left it on our recording because oh, I heard he? it on the. Oh yeah. no, wait, maybe it was what I was auditing. I don't know, but it was funny. <laughs> I was oh, like, wow. why did he leave that? <laughs> but anyway, that, that wasn't well, the we show t- where I, I lost a five dollar bet. Was no, it? but that was the most excellent yeah. day. Yeah, for <laughs> talking over the announcer. I love that so much, especially because mm. you were so sure you were right. Uh, well, <laughs> There's nothing more wonderful. Course, you're, you're, <laughs> you would never gloat, would you? Not at all. You could tell I was the youngest <laughs> child. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But I get, I do get to say that I'm the oldest, youngest, and middle child now. I still there think that's go. an awesome story. That works good. I get to have two families. That's there awesome. You go. I can't say that. No, you're, I know. Just I, the annoying I younger very, brother. Yeah, yeah. There you go. But um, so. Anyhow, besides all that dumb intro stuff, uh, getting back to our topic, right? Ta- of we planning, kind of talking about planning. We kind yes. of talked a little bit of a background. What's going on in our insane markets? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a time to be 
uh, kind of too risk-taking as far as, you know, arbitraging interest rates or anything like that. They're no. way too volatile. We literally, honestly, don't know what to expect, mm-hmm. you know, day by day. It's you pretty much need crazy. to know what your window of interest rate is that mm-hmm. you're willing to, to mm-hmm. make your move on. We've talked about this before, and yeah. I, I got to say, well, because the thing is, is for many people, it's the first time they've ever heard someone really talk about it like this. Because you, you and I have talked about the rate shoppers. Yeah. Like they see something on TV or an right. online ad or whatever. And they're like, oh, that's the rate I want. But it's like, okay, that doesn't mean that's the rate you're going to get. Right. And honestly, if, if you're going to be making this move, you should at least have a range of what you know your affordability is. That's because right. Because the rates change all the time. It's, it's, all uh, the time. It's more volatile than it's And you have no control been, over right? it. It's just like if you buy a stock. You know, I can, yeah. I can go online and say I want to buy it at, you know, 20 bucks a share and I hit send. And mm-hmm. by the time the trade's executed, it might have been at, um, you know, $22 a share or whatever. Right, exactly. Well, interest rates are going to be kind of like that at right. this point. And, and we're not used to that. Typically, mm-hmm. rates are set once a day, and they stay that way all day long. And, you know, with a, with a few exceptions, uh, that's what happens. But right now, not so much. You know, we're yeah. seeing, we're seeing uh, some lenders are actually pricing real time. You have to be on the phone, and, 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 and you yeah. won't know your final rate until it's actually executed. Well, uh, we're not quite that bad, you know, at least yeah. where, where I'm at Homebridge. But, um, you know, but we do need to keep a really, really close eye on this. So may I ask you a question, though? Because mm. it, it, it does beg this question. Yeah. So I know that when someone is buying stocks, they could set a price that mm-hmm. they buy or sell at, right? Yeah. Can you do the same thing with your rate lock? No. Can you have that like upfront conversation well, and say, hey, if it gets to this, go ahead and lock I, me I do, in? I do. I take marching orders from clients all the time saying, hey, if we hit this rate, lock me in. But yeah. that's because you have a conversation. It's a manual thing. I'm not like programming something. Okay. In, so you so. could set an alert mm. for yourself yeah. and be like, mm-hmm. oh, now I know I need to. Yeah. And, and I do. Yeah. I, I, have a, I have a list. I just constantly mm-hmm. am scanning to make sure I'm, mm-hmm. I'm staying up on top of that. Um, one thing I did want to talk about yes. too before I forget is if you are in the searching for a home, you're looking for a new mm-hmm. home with this rate volatility, uh, there is a program which we have which is called a lock and shop. Mm-hmm. And you can lock your rate before you've found the home. What? And you can lock for 60 days, 75 days, 90 days, up to 90 days. That is that a commonly, I was going to no, say, it's got to be new. new because normally that is not uh-uh. an option. So... So you let's say you lock for for sixty days. That's going to give you thirty days to find a home and get into contract, and thirty days to get it closed. Okay, you got to get out and boogie then. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. But I, I for example, I have a client right now. But at least you have the security of knowing mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah, exactly. And there is a float down feature, so if rates fall before closing, awesome. you can take advantage of a drop in the rates. Uh, Super I've got a client awesome. right now. He's um, relocating down to Bend, Oregon. He's mm-hmm. Um, you know, he knows he's going to be buying a new construction home down there. It's just sort of picking out the right one. Mm-hmm. And so he will be in contract um, probably within the next couple of weeks. And uh, so it's a perfect scenario for him because yeah. rates are down, you know, right now. But we just came off of rates that were some of the highest we'd had in a couple of years. Right. So it's, yeah. they're bouncing all over the place. So why not lock it in while they're nice and low? Protect yourself against that. Does risk. it cost somebody extra to do that? Not really. No, I, I mean, I love that answer. Not really. It depends. Meaning it depends. A, no, a I'm kidding. Uh, we're just locking. So uh, a let's say we I do don't think a there's anything wrong day, with there having a cost associated well, with let's that. Let's say we do a 75 day lock and shop. Um, it's going to cost about a quarter point in loan fee more than a 30 day lock. That's like hardly anything. Totally worth the risk. Yes, yeah. it is. Or, uh, yeah. To, the risk. Well, to know yeah. what you're walking. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll just I'll do it as a comparison. I remember when I went car shopping a year ago mm-hmm. and. I, you know, had 
Boeing Credit Union give me a pre-approval, but the paperwork they gave me said, you're approved, but the rate could be anywhere from like 5% right. to 20. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's not this gonna get... feels really <laughs> bad. A little bit nebulous there. It feels very bad. Yeah. And I did not like going... In fact, they did not get my loan because by the time I found the car I wanted, it was on a holiday. It was, well, it was on, you know, Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. But that... I. I can't, it was after hours, so I couldn't talk to a loan officer, right? You know, to to do anything about it, and so I ended up going with the lending choice. It was a different credit union mm-hmm. that, because I even got a better rate than what they had quoted me as what sure. they thought an estimate of my lowest would be. Yeah, I got an even better rate, and I and I was very happy with that. Sure. And so th- that um, there are many people who don't like walking around with the the question mark, especially right. when it comes to such a large asset purchase, yeah, major purchase right? like that. So so yeah. that is something when when rates are going That's down, cool I, I, I really don't recommend it. But when we have massive volatility, mm-hmm. it's it's a very very nice insurance policy yeah. to have. Yeah, it it's is called lock and shop. I like so it. So if anybody wants more info on that, you reach out to me, Eric at ericismybanker.com. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I see. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that that's a great planning tool. Mm. I love that. But um, now what? I was going to shift back to what we were discussing. I was before. just going to shift with you. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, that's why you moved around in your chair. I, I, I can hear it. There. So, yeah. okay. so because before the break, we were talking about, about future planning and, mm-hmm. and I was kind of throwing out there, do a cash out refi. Get some money in the bank mm-hmm. that'll that'll take you through this. But you brought up a great question during the break. What happens if we get to the end of this whole crisis thing and the money's still sitting in the bank? That would be great news, right? Right. Yeah. What, yeah. Do, what do we do with it? Well, I mean, now you have options, mm-hmm. right? Because one of the other things that's also you know uh, an area that we're kind of reaching out to our past clients about again is investment property, right? And exactly. and it doesn't even have to be here. Like I've got a great network of people that. Because uh, you can do loans all over the United States, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because we've talked about this. I already have property in Wichita, Kansas, and I would like to buy more down there. I was, um, as all of this crisis was unfolding, I mentioned I was reaching out to all these past clients and, and whatnot, and I found out one of them had moved from here to Florida and now works for General Motors mm-hmm. in Detroit and and have learned that he not only bought a house for himself, but he bought two rental properties because the property is so inexpensive. Right. And I said, well, please give me a connection to your agent there. Because I would love to have a connection for that. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And I have, you know, uh, Tamara Simon, who we've had on the show. Also, we both have lots of connections between agents for me and property management I, people for her. I just wrote her name down because we were talking. We had her on mm-hmm. the show a, a few months ago yeah. talking about why Wichita. Yes. Tamara, a, you know, veteran property manager yes. who works in all different markets. Very well seasoned like you. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Well seasoned. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And, and, but, but great, great idea. So, Mm -hmm. so how do you buy a a rental property? The easiest way, I mean, there is going to be a down payment. Mm -hmm. You typically at least 15% down, 20% is better. Mm -hmm. 25% is best. You get the best interest rates. Rates are higher for a rental property Mm -hmm. compared to a a single owner occupied property. But the beauty is from a qualifying standpoint, the rent income that the property Mm -hmm. produces can help offset your mortgage payment. Right. And the way we take we do that is we take the fair market rent minus 25% mm-hmm. minus your mortgage payment, including taxes and insurance. If that number is positive, we add it to your income. If it's negative, we treat it just like a debt, like a car loan or something mm-hmm. like that. But as long as your debt to income ratios still work out, you can still make that happen too. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, so that's one really positive way is that you can start building future passive income streams mm-hmm. for yourself and assets 
So, I mean, I think that's a, a pretty wonderful way to go with all of that. Not only passive income, but generating wealth. Yeah. Well, know, I'm, that home yeah, I mean, that's what it does. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just yeah. over time, because that home, well, yeah, depending on which market they're in. <laughs> but, true. Yeah, true. <laughs> let's be realistic. Yeah. But, I mean, as long as you have cash as king and whatever you're planning on doing with those funds, whether it's to offset your uh, current income or you're just saving that money and applying it elsewhere or applying to, you know, build up more down payments to buy more assets. Uh, and then when, you know, because one of the things we always end up having happen when we've done investment classes is, you know, you start talking to people, about, well, what's your investment strategy? And you can see the blank look in their eyes because mm-hmm. many people haven't really thought about it that far ahead. Right. And the whole idea is, like, there's a woman in my office who's been doing very, um, you know, focused buying over a 30-year career. Mm-hmm. She has $300,000 a year of passive revenue. Wow. That's wonderful. And I'm I'm a bit envious. Yeah, I wish I had wonderful. been, you know, more on top of that myself. I mean, I have yeah. some of that, but holy cow, like she just she doesn't even have to work. Yeah. Yeah. And, but the thing is, you have to remember that each one of these properties when you're looking at the cash flow, if one unit is only getting you 500 a month, so 6,000 a year, that's not going to replace your, you know, 143,000 a year job. No. You know, no. so you've got to think about the the you know, consistent strategy behind right. all right. of that. That's right. Right. So it's it is it is um, strategy thinking, but that also should then help drive you as a consumer to be very particular about who you want to work with, mm-hmm. and that those individuals and advisors that you're you know getting involved in this have the same point of view and they understand what you're trying to accomplish through all of that. There's there's the financial planning part of it. There's the property planning part mm-hmm. of it. Am I buying the right property? Reliability. What are my demographics? Yeah, mm-hmm. How do yeah. I legally structure all of this? Exactly. There's a lot of things to consider. Yeah. And there's so much bad advice out there. There's and a bad ton of bad advice. And, and folks set these things up all wrong and get themselves all screwed up. And then, and mm-hmm. then, then they, they come to you and me and it's like, how <laughs> How do I, how do I get this? out of it? Yeah, how do I yeah. fix this? You know, so and you should always go into these with what your exit strategy is too. For sure, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so this is not a, a small endeavor. It's yeah. not a short term endeavor. Well, it's speaking a of exit endeavor. strategies, we have to mm-hmm. do that briefly here, and then uh, we're going to be right back after a few messages to talk about how you put that plan in place. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1580. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm Reba Hess from Team Reba, and I am cracking up because your eyes lit up so much when right before we went back on air, I said, modified internal rate of return, and it was like... <laughs> It was like Ellie whispered a sweet nothing into your ear. <laughs> I get that same look when I see a big, thick stack of tax returns. I got a cash flow, too. Oh, I thought you were going to say a steak. <laughs> well, that, too. Yeah. It's kind of all, they're all the same. I get the same level of excitement. You know, you know like a dog, my tail is just like slapping on the floor there. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, listeners, why I happen to say MIRR, the modified internal rate of return, is because before we went into the break, we were talking about if you're going to be thinking about what could you do with those funds that are sitting there waiting to be utilized. Mm-hmm. You know, because there is a time value of money, right? There it is. So, you know, if we want to get the maximum benefit of that monies over 
over time, then, you know, you got to think about, okay, how else am I going to, you know, use my resource here? And so, uh, you know, we were talking about how could you in investing think about your exit strategies and what mm-hmm. do those what do those end up being? So do you want to list them? You wrote them all down. Do you want to list them out and we can talk about them? Sure. I wrote, I wrote a few things out here. If you own a, a rental property, um, one of the, the beauties of owning a rental is that is you have some tax advantages for mm-hmm. owning that. You know, yeah. uh, if you have a loss on a rental property, a paper loss, you're generally not going to be allowed to offset your regular income with that loss, but you can build it up. And, uh, and as that loss kind of builds up, if there's a year where you're running negative on the other side, well, then you can kind of pass that along. Depreciation expense, you know, you can mm-hmm. depreciate the improvements on a property over 27.5 years. Mm-hmm. It's called a straight line depreciation. Or you if know, you same, also want to learn about cost segregation, we have You can get a, into, oh my gosh, Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. We, cost, had a, we had a show about it with Jonathan yeah, Frizzell here. Every asset in that property can mm-hmm. be can be cost oh, yeah. segregated out. It's, yeah, it's, five uh, years, seven year, ten year, oh, fifteen, man. and beyond. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was geek out on that. Oh, if you really gosh. want to geek yeah. out on that, go find yeah. us on podcast and look for Jonathan cost, Frizzell cost segregation. Cost segregation is so geeky that Jonathan Frizzell, our cost mm-hmm. segregation expert, wears a bow tie. That tells you anything, <laughs> right there. So anyway, oh yes, oh, always more nerdy with a bow tie. Yeah, bow tie. Got the <laughs> little belt clip for his calculator. Oh, my all of that. Gosh. So. Anyway, but you have all these <laughs> expenses that, you know, when you go to sell the home, like the depreciation expense you've mm-hmm. taken and things like that, they're going to hit you if you just sell yes. it. Yes. So if you're going to sell and you want to avoid paying taxes, the best way to do that is a 1031 tax deferred exchange. And it just so happens we have shows on that too. We certainly do. Yes, we do. So you can go back and find those on Spotify or whatever, you know, podcasting <laughs> you want. And um, What was that? Uh, oh my gosh, I just blanked on his name. Lovely man that you had come on the show. Um, I'm just spacing. Because one that. of the firms that I used to recommend, they've retired, so right, he's right. kind of the guy. But um, but you can find our we we've, we've done 1031 tax deferred exchange conversations around this and and laid out what that is. But basically, it's that it's deferment. You know, normally there's a capital gains that you would pay on the sale of a property, uh, and in this instance you just transition those funds yet into another property as long as you're going into something else that is of like kind you're taking on and assuming new debt against that property then you have these opportunities to expand it and that's what's so great because normally if if capital gains is you know like 20 percent you can have that buying power that's right that's right and it's and it's always about leverage right so if you if you're not having to you know, spend that out to the IRS and apply it to the next new property. Phenomenal. Well, and and the trick though with a 1031 is is that you've got to plan ahead for these. You can't you just do. do it on the fly. No. Uh, or it won't end well because no. before if you sell using a 1031 exchange, you cannot touch the money. Right. It's called boot. It's called boot. And uh, you can't touch it or else it will become taxable. Ooh, so we need that. Can't touch this. Ooh, yeah. Philip David. Philip David. Yes, um, there you go. The Benash Real Property Exchange is who I was yeah. just Ben Ash. Try- ben Ash. Yeah. The ben and Ashley. That's it's his, his kids. kids. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now uh, you remember. Yeah. But I, okay, so I will say 
real world example. I just gave you a referral this week for that small commercial property, mm-hmm. a five unit yeah. up in uh, Everett. Mm-hmm. And that was a perfect example. That was a rare on the fly event mm-hmm. because these were clients of mine who had moved here from the upper Midwest and they um, already owned a house on Finney Ridge and they were selling a house back in Chicago yeah. and decided, you know, they were selling that at the same time. Mm-hmm. And they met me through one of my investor classes way back when. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And I'm talking to them and they said, oh, yeah, well, we're under contract right now, blah, blah. And I went, are you buying something here? And they were like, uh, no. Why? And I started telling them about 1031 tax deferred exchanges. Mm -hmm. We saved them $30,000 in taxes. I'm sure you did, yeah. And they were able to transition that property into this five unit up here in Everett. And they've had that now. I think think they've owned it 15 years. That's awesome. And they were so appreciative. And we did because they hadn't closed yet. Yeah. So we were able to meet all the timelines. So there are these, you know, very strict IRS guidelines about the the deadlines involved. But if you can do it all, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah have, baby, make it happen. That's absolutely right. You have to identify up to three properties. Mm-hmm. You know that you buy buy at least one of those three. Mm-hmm. You have you have a total from from start to finish of 180 days. Yeah, so but 45 a, days of those are your identification period. 45 to identify and then the rest to get it done. So you, you really do have to be on your toes and plan ahead. But mm-hmm. if you can kind of get that all set up right, oh, my gosh, you can save so much money. And yeah. And that's, save, and that's but a defer. Right. You're paying, deferring paying it. Taxes. But the thing is that, you know, being able to roll it up and do that kind of planning, you know, let's say you start off with several of these, you know, single family units or mm-hmm. some small multifamilies. That's how a lot of people eventually roll up into larger and larger type properties Absolutely. where now they're getting some cost savings because everything's just at one you know site location. So the maintenance is, That's right. you know, you might have per unit cost, but now at least the envelope is, you know, one building and, you know, yep. those kinds of things. So there are some definite benefits of it. Um, it's worth it to look into some of these topic matters, you know, go mm-hmm. back through some of our past shows and, and do that. So, um, did we have another one on there well, too? Well, the other one is just you outright sell. And if you do outright sell, yeah. you're going to have some capital gains. Right. Uh, it's currently at 15%. Yeah. So the the amount of the gain is is really based on your, your basis in the home, mm-hmm. you know, less what you sold the home for. So your basis is what you purchased the home for plus any improvements that you put into it. Not maintenance, right. but improvements. Yeah, which means don't think the roof. No. Nope. Is part of that. No, that's no, right. No, if you no. gut it and make it pretty inside, that that's a completely different thing. Yeah, upgrades, you know, re- yeah. remodel a kitchen, but but painting, carpeting, yeah. roof, any sort of typical that's maintenance expected. type, it, you know, um, cost is not not going to be allowed. But it really means save your receipts. Mm-hmm. You know, any work, any yes, improvements you do to a home, be sure to save those because those could come in very very helpful. Yes, you know, in the future. Well, and I will tell you, here's the thing, uh, like. We talked about the tax deferred aspect mm-hmm. of it. Um, and, and so I'm going to throw this out to our listeners too. I'm available to hire for market analysis of your properties, oh, right? Yes. If you need Absolutely. them for estate planning purposes mm-hmm. or for, um, you know, this kind of situation, trying yeah. to sort out, you know, what your decision making is going to be. And if you end up using us to to sell that property or do some kind of transition, we'll credit that back to, you know, whatever our commissions might be yeah. in that sale, right? That's awesome. Um, but I, I was working with a family recently that I was hired to 
go through six properties that a few years ago, one of my colleagues had done, um, they had a stepped up cost basis because someone, the, the main principals, um, one of them had passed away. Mm-hmm. And so they needed to do the stepped up cost basis of all these properties, right? Because when one person dies, it transfers over your, in community your property. Your basis in the home bumps goes, at that time. Goes at that time to mm-hmm. the date of death. And right. so he had already done this, but my, my colleague had retired. Mm. And so he, he had been uh, contacted again to do the update because now the family member who was still alive was now going to be gifting a lot of these two mm. family members. Mm-hmm. And so they needed an update yeah, on that, that for sure. for all the estate planning. And so I was hired to do that. So I had um, I had six properties. Uh, it was $500 per property. They were commercial, so they mm-hmm. were a little more complex. Yeah. But um, yeah, we usually charge three to 500 bucks well, for, for each of those. Well, for commercial property, that's a fraction of the cost of an appraisal. It is, so, yeah. it is, yeah. Well, that's good, that's yeah. good. One of those many other services offered. Yes, by Team Reba. That's right. Well, I hope this show today helped you with some of your planning. Yes. I know it got us thinking about it. And and let's all have a... And you're all pumped up. That's right. Let's all have a a fantastic... Let's go modify our internal rate of return. That's right. (laughs) Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at TeamReba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro Eastside and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.